In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we welcome you to the All Souls Sermon Podcast. In the name of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. This past Thursday, the church observed the Feast of the Ascension, marking 40 days from the resurrection on Easter, on the day in which Christ, in the presence of his disciples, ascended into heaven to sit at the right hand of the Father. Our gospel passage this weekend tells us that Jesus knew that that moment was coming, that he would be departing this world and returning to the Father. And so in this chapter, which occurs at the end of the Last Supper, we have Jesus praying for his disciples. Immediately after this prayer, he and the disciples would go to the Garden of Gethsemane. And as such, these are among his last words, spoken in private to and for his disciples before his arrest and his crucifixion. So perhaps it's worth noting what some of Jesus' last words are. Chapter 17 of John's Gospel has Jesus emphasizing the establishment of a community that is edified by God's word and sent into the world in his name. Jesus was not only praying for the disciples that were present, but in the verse immediately after our passage this morning, Jesus explicitly says, I pray not only for these, but for those who will believe in thy name from them, in thy word. So he's praying for us. He's praying for the church, you and me. And one of the primary traits that Jesus desires for the church in this prayer is unity. A unity that looks a lot like the unity of the Godhead, in which there are distinct roles, distinct people, but a united purpose, a united agenda. This theme of unity shows up in verse 11, and then more emphatically if we were to keep reading in verses 21 to 23. And thus, with those as bookends, the entire content of this prayer can be understood, I think, as relating to the theme of unity. So if we take that theme throughout, we discover in this prayer that unity requires God's help, that it is necessary to protect us from evil, and that unity is only possible through us being sanctified, being made holy through God's truth. As Jesus begins his prayer, at least where we pick it up in today's passage, he asks God to help us and keep us in his name, with the suggested result being unity. He says that throughout his earthly ministry, Jesus himself had kept the disciples together. He had kept them on the same page, clearly focused in understanding the word and truth about God. But Jesus is now departing. And he asked for the Father to take on that role for us of keeping and guarding us in the church in the name and truth of Scripture. Of course, the task of staying together or trying to stay unified has never been possible through mere human effort. Our history certainly attests to our divisions. Rather, as we confess in our baptismal covenant, we can only live the Christian life with God's help. Jesus knows this. He prays for us, then and now, 
that God would help us to stay unified. We still need that shepherd to guide us and help us because we can't do it on our own. But one of the key reasons that we need unity is to protect us from evil, or more literally, the evil. Jesus reminds us that those who have received his word are now like him, no longer of the world. We have partaken of the Holy Spirit through the waters of baptism, and we now share in the divinity of Christ in that way. Just as Christ was initially conceived by the Holy Ghost, we now also have a share in the Holy Ghost given to us by God the Father. We are no longer merely of this world. Rather, our allegiance to God and to Christ means that our kingdom and our true home is with God in heaven. Thus, the Christian life is countercultural. It certainly stands in opposition to those who simply live in and for this world and the things in it. But it is also opposition to the evil, that wording that Jesus prayed for that God would protect us from, which is the same wording that Matthew uses in his version of the Lord's Prayer, deliver us from evil, or quite literally there as well, the evil. This is most likely talking about Satan, the spiritual forces that are always looking for ways to turn you and I and all of us together, if possible, astray. Scripture refers to Satan as one who prowls like a lion looking for someone to devour. It doesn't take too long watching a nature show to know that lions look for that animal that has gotten maybe a little too far away from the rest. It's maybe a little bit wounded, that's gone just a bit astray, and that's the one that gets taken out. The same is true of us in the church. If we lose our focus on the truth about God, if we seek continually asking for God's help, we lose our unity and become devoured by the world. Again, our history attests to the truth of that. So Jesus prayed that we would be guarded and kept for unity. He prayed to God that we would be protected from evil. But by what means are we to achieve unity? His final petition in this prayer is for God to sanctify us, to make us holy, to set us apart. He says, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. Thy word is truth likely has a double meaning. If we think back to the beginning of John's gospel in John 1, he says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The word is Jesus, God incarnate, presented to us, made known to us, and shown us in life, in word, indeed, what a life of faithful obedience looks like, and who enables us through his perfect sacrifice to be reconciled to God. We are made holy through Jesus. But we also use the phrase God's word to refer to the Bible, all of Holy Scripture, which, rightly understood, points and directs us towards Jesus, the true word. So those two meanings go hand in hand. Certainly God can and does work in us to sanctify us, to make us holy. But as with the rest of our faith, he often chooses to do this with our help and not against us. In order to be holy and to strive towards unity means that we must make ourselves available to God, to Jesus, to the scriptures, 
and to each other in the church, to the power of the Holy Spirit working in us. We must intentionally seek and continue as Jesus did to ask God to help us to be formed or reformed by the life of Jesus and by the scriptures. So we need our weekly worship. We also need Bible studies, small groups, day-by-day conversations with Christians who are living our lives with us toward the same purpose and desire of a holy, righteous, and unified life of the church. We have to commit to this. It won't happen on its own. We need God's help. But if we commit to do these things, we will be better disciples. We can achieve better unity and be protected from evil so that we can, as Jesus has asked us, be in the world and not of it, sent to continue to preach the message. The task falls to us, the church, to do these things with God's help. One of my favorite church fathers whom you've heard me quote from before is John Chrysostom. He has a wonderful way to think about unity in such a way. In one of his homilies on John's Gospels, he says this, There's nothing that can equal unanimity and concord, for this is how one becomes many. If two or ten are of one mind, the one is no longer one, but each one is multiplied tenfold. And you will find the one in the ten and the ten in the one. And if they have an enemy, he who attacks the one is defeated, for he is the target of ten opponents. End quote. He will go on to say that that effect is multiplied if it's a hundred or a thousand or more. Not only does that one who is unified with the others think only about himself, but the other souls united with him think about him and he about them. This unity extends not only to those who are against us, but into how we handle our wealth, into how we see and understand the world, into how we care for one another. Dear friends, what would it look like if we strove towards such unity in our faith of living the life that Jesus calls us and shows us how to live? What effect would we have on the world if we truly came together around the message of Jesus Christ and focused on him? Let us hear Christ's prayer for us today. and Let us join him in that prayer and asking for God to help us. Almighty God, help us indeed to be focused and kept in your name and in your truth so that we can be united by and for our faith. Guard us, protect us, sanctify us as we take your word into this world. Amen. Thank you for listening to the sermon podcast of All Souls Episcopal Church. For service times and more information, go to allsoulsokc.com. God be with you.